Hello and welcome into another episode of Locked on Wolves. Today on the show, where the Timberwolves stand with just two games left in the regular season. Can they still get the sixth seed? What is the likelihood that that happens? Plus, uh, how do the Wolves stack up against the last couple teams they play? And what do we need to see out of them before they very likely play the LA Clippers next week? And also, we'll be joined by Chalanga Langison of Zone Coverage in the CND NBA podcast. Uh, he's going to join us to talk about Wolves Spurs and uh, an announcement about his presence on this show moving forward. Welcome in. You are Locked On Wolves. You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves Happy Thursday, everybody. Happy Timberwolves game day. The Timberwolves take on the San Antonio Spurs tonight. We're going to get to that later in the show. Plenty to get to first. Uh, first off, though, thank you for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen each and every day. Of course, the show is free and available everywhere. That includes YouTube as well as all of your favorite audio platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Odyssey. You can also follow on Twitter at Lockdown T Wolves. Uh, that's at Lockdown T Wolves. Don't forget the T and also at B Beacon with two B's, two E's, CK. E-N. Okay, so today on the show, lots to get to. I want to finish the show. We're going to have Chalanga Langison on the show. I talked about this the other day. We're going to start doing live postcasts following the game after YouTube, after each Timberwolves game, so the final two regular season games, and then likely the play-in and hopefully the playoffs after that over the next couple of weeks. And I'm going to be joined by Chalanga Langison from the CND NBA podcast and zone coverage in the Twin Cities. He'll be on the show later today to talk Wolves Spurs, introduce him to the program. And then, of course, post game this evening after Wolves Spurs Thursday night, he will also be on the live post game postcast. So uh, all that's upcoming later. I want to start by talking about where the Wolves sit right now with two games left to go in the regular season. Um, And then following that, I want to get into... Um, a little bit about, you know, what aspects of the Wolves are we still worried about, right? Uh, what areas are they still struggling with? And how does that match up with the Spurs tonight and the Bulls on Sunday and the Clippers very likely next week? We'll do more of a full, if that indeed is what happens, and it seems likely, frankly, that the Timberwolves will play the Clippers in the play. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the mechanics of that here in a minute. Um how we'll, we'll we'll break down the Wolves Clippers matchup more in depth next week, but I, I do think it's important to just kind of begin looking at that right because that's, I mean that's where we're at. Um, so, uh, where the Wolves sit now? There's two games left in the regular season. The Timberwolves play at home against the Spurs Thursday night. They play at home against the Chicago Bulls on Sunday evening at seven thirty, and the regular season finale. The Nuggets on Thursday, play the uh, Memphis Grizzlies in Denver. And then on Sunday, they play host to the LA Lakers who have been eliminated from playoff contention. Now, the Timberwolves have to win out. They have to win their last two games. The Nuggets have to lose their last two games. They would have the same record. The Wolves, of course, won three out of four of the regular season meetings between the Wolves and Nuggets. So they would win the sixth seed by virtue of the tiebreaker. Uh, But, I mean, do we have confidence in the Nuggets beating the Lakers on Sunday? First things first, If the Nuggets beat the Grizzlies on Thursday, it's over. Or if the Timberwolves lose to the Spurs on Thursday, it's over. The Wolves are locked into the number seven seed, and Sunday's games do not matter at all. If we go into Sunday with one game separating the Timberwolves and the Nuggets, which is more likely than not to happen, right? Memphis will likely be—well, actually, hang on, I've got it here. 
Our friends at BetOnline.net, Memphis is probably favored, I would think, in Denver. Oh, no, Denver's favored by two and a half. I guess Memphis doesn't really have anything to play for. So Denver's favored by two and a half on Thursday, but it wouldn't be a shock if Memphis won that game. And the Timberwolves, of course, are going to be favored to beat the Spurs. We'll talk about that line and everything later. So if that happens, we go into Sunday with the Lakers needing a Lakers team with nothing to play for to defeat a Nuggets team that is playing for the sixth seed. That's going to be tough. Plus, the Wolves would have to beat the Bulls, um, who are still obviously in the thick of the Eastern Conference playoff race and have been struggling of late. So um, still lots of meaningful basketball, although that could change on Thursday. Sunday could become meaning less, really, for the Timberwolves. Uh, the Wolves um, still trying to get everybody completely healthy. Malik Beasley trying to get over the ankle issue. Jade McDaniel, same thing. Patrick Beverly, the same thing. Lots of ankle issues going around the Wolves. Um, and we'll talk more on injury report later. The Spurs are going to be missing a key player also on Thursday night. But there's absolutely an opportunity for Minnesota to still get that six seat. Uh, what I want to do next, I want to spend a little bit of time looking at some key elements of the Wolves' upcoming opponents, the Spurs, the Bulls, and then the Clippers, because I think it's very likely at this point, I don't know what the actual odds are, but I'm guessing it's 85% or something that the Wolves end up playing the Clippers next week in the in the play in the 7-8 game with the Wolves as the 7 seed, the Clippers as the 8. We haven't seen the Clippers in a long time. We saw them a lot early this season. What about the Clippers matches up well with the Wolves? Um, and what should we be watching for against the Spurs on Thursday and the Bulls on Sunday to get us ready for Wolves-Clippers next week. So we're going to do that next. And then we'll have Chalanga on the show to talk Wolves-Spurs specifically in that matchup. We'll preview that to close the show today. First, though, let's talk about our friends, the aforementioned betonline.net. So I already looked up the betonline.net Timberwolves line. The Wolves are favored by nine against the Spurs on uh, on Thursday at home. They were favored by, what, 13 and a half against the Wizards. We saw how that turned out on Tuesday. But nine-point favorites against the Spurs on Thursday. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today. You can find the Wolves-Spurs line and if you so choose, uh, bet on that game as well as many others. You can get to the website on your mobile device uh, or, of course, anywhere that you browse the internet to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. A reminder, uh, well, I guess first, a thank you for making Locked on Wolves your first listen, but a reminder that for your next listen, you can check out the Lockdown Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts, and and uh, it is the best way to stay caught up on NBA action. If you miss the previous night's games, don't just scroll Twitter. Don't just look through box scores on uh, ESPN or your favorite website. NBA.com. Don't just watch the highlight shows or NBA TV, whatever. Uh, listen to Locked On Now. You're going to get a better 60 to 90 seconds from each of our Locked On hosts who are dedicated to their team, following their team specifically. They're going to go beyond the box score, tell you what you need to know in less than 90 seconds. So be sure to subscribe and listen to follow the Locked On NBA Locked On Now podcast. Okay, uh, let's talk about these upcoming matchups. So quickly with the Spurs, because we're going to spend more time with them with Chilinga next. Uh, the Spurs are an interesting matchup for Minnesota. They're not a very good defensive rebounding team. Neither are the Wolves. They are a good offensive rebounding team, which doesn't match up well with the Wolves struggling on the defensive glass. Also, 
the Spurs don't get to the free throw line very often. For as much, for as many two point shots as they attempt, they're like second in the league in three two point attempts per game. They don't shoot a ton of threes. They're twenty eighth in three point rate. They also don't get to the free throw line. They're dead last in free throw rate, which is helpful for the Wolves because the Wolves cannot stop fouling opponents. So the free throw rate and the three point rate are very low for San Antonio. Last in free throw rate, twenty eighth in three point rate. The Wolves foul a ton. Something has to give there. We saw that land in the Wolves' favor last time out. Of course, last time out, Carlton Towns scored 60 and had, what, 17 rebounds in that game. And he's had two good games against the Spurs this year. Um, But the Spurs are actually not a bad matchup for Minnesota overall. The Bulls are a very different matchup. The Bulls are a a poor defensive team. They also don't shoot a lot of threes, which is really their their biggest similarity to the Spurs. Um, They're middle of the pack in terms of free throw rate. They're pretty... uh, they're a really good defensive rebounding team. They also have, uh, I guess one other similarity is the quick offensive minded backcourts, obviously Dewante Murray, who's going to miss the Thursday game against the wolves for the Spurs, Keldon Johnson, Lonnie Walker to a lesser extent, but they've got some of those guys in the backcourt that could be really effective against the Timberwolves who struggle at the point of attack. Sometimes DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, uh, you know, to a lesser extent, Kobe white. Some of those guys on the bulls can do kind of that same sort of thing. Um, However, the Bulls matchup is a little bit trickier for for Minnesota than the Spurs one, primarily because of just how dynamic DeRozan and Levine are is the biggest reason. And also as a whole, the Bulls are just a little bit of a bigger, more effective, a bigger yet more mobile team, right? They're effective on the glass, on the defensive glass, which can help neutralize the Timberwolves' strong offensive rebounding efforts that they put forth. Um, And they're just, again, a little longer and more athletic than a team like the Spurs, um, and are able to disrupt what the Timberwolves, you know, would like to do. Um, so the Bulls are a tricky matchup. They've obviously still got something to play for as well. What does that tell us about moving forward, the Wolves playing a team like the Clippers in the playoffs? Well, the Clippers, first and foremost, are a terrible defensive, or excuse me, a terrible rebounding team. Um, they're actually a pretty good defensive team. They're a top 10 defensive team in terms of efficiency, but they're not a good rebounding team. They're actually dead last in defensive rebounding. The Wolves, by the way, were dead last for a long time this year. They're actually all the way up to 26th in defensive rebounding, which is incredible. Um, so a team that's dead last in defensive rebounding, like the Clippers, against a team that's actually a decent offensive rebounding team in Minnesota, between Carl Anthony Towns and Jared Vanderbilt, the Wolves are actually seventh in offensive rebound rate. That's a positive matchup for Minnesota. Also, uh, the Clippers, they do a pretty good job of defending the three-point line, which matters against a team like Minnesota. They're actually 10th in opponent three-point percentage. Um, They give up a lot of threes uh, for the most part, Um, and they do a pretty decent job of defending without fouling. They're actually fourth in the league in opponent free-throw rate. So a team like the Wolves that relies on three-pointers, tries to rely on free-throw shooting, and that rate has kind of fluctuated for the Wolves uh, throughout the season, depending on the time of year. Um, the Clippers are generally not a bad matchup for Minnesota. It's a little curious. The Wolves lost three out of four. And I believe all three of those losses were basically blowout losses to the Clippers earlier this season. So the um, this this it's, it's a really intriguing. Also, the fact that the Wolves haven't seen the Clippers in so long, neither of these teams looks the same as they did back in December. And Carl Anthony Towns wasn't 
Uh, the, I mean, the Wolves weren't the Wolves at that point, right? This was kind of the last time we saw them was right around when the COVID stuff was happening to the Timberwolves or the last time the Wolves lost to the Clippers. Um, it's just a different team now. Next week, assuming that this is the matchup we get, I want to dive into this, maybe spend a whole show um, looking at the LA Clippers, looking at the matchup against the Wolves. Um, obviously, the uh, the fact that Paul George is back changes things quite a bit. Um, but it's it's a very intriguing matchup. I don't, you know, it's easy to look at, at what happened in December and say, ah, oh, this is awful for the Wolves. Paul George is obviously scary and, and Reggie Jackson has has done damage against the Wolves. Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard have, you know, again, quicker guards have given the Wolves trouble, but I actually don't hate the matchup and, and we can get into that next week. But over the next couple of games against the Spurs on Thursday and against the Bulls on Sunday, watch how the Timberwolves do defensively in terms of defending the three-point line and more importantly, defending the paint. Uh, both the Spurs and Bulls can get into the paint and do damage in the paint with their guards in pick and roll game. Um, as we saw against the Wizards on thir- on Tuesday, the Timberwolves' inability to defend lobs, to defend the roll man in pick and roll game. How do the Wolves do against uh, their upcoming opponents to prepare for the playoffs? Is there any improvement? And what kind of coverage are the Wolves playing? Are they playing more drop? Are they mixing drop in more? We saw the Wolves try that again against the Wizards and struggle and the communication thing is just not, it just hasn't clicked in terms of, you know, what coverage are we in? Are we all operating under under the same understanding of what defense we're playing? Are we are we playing the high wall pick and roll coverage like we did for much of the season? Are we, are we being ultra aggressive on the perimeter? Do we have to lay back a little bit against a team like, um, like the Clippers who, are a fairly veteran team with Paul George. They're not going to turn it over a bunch. They're pretty middle of the pack in terms of turnover rate. You can't be overly aggressive. Uh, the Bulls are in a similar category. They're maybe a little bit uh, more turnover prone than a team like the Clippers, but uh, these are all well-disciplined teams that aren't just going to toss the ball to you. Uh, so that means that the Wolves need to be smart. They can't be over-aggressive. They can't be gambling and passing lanes like we've seen Anthony Edwards do too frequently uh, of late here. It has to be a mix of different coverages, smart, safe defense, and competitiveness. It's like it's almost like when the Wolves aren't playing the high wall, almost the blitzing style pick and roll coverage. It's almost like they're they feel like they're too laid back when they're in a drop coverage, which of course doesn't make any sense. You have to be aggressive across the board. You have to have that same intensity and effort level, no matter what coverage you're playing, obviously. But I wonder if it's something about like, okay, we're playing high wall, we're getting out there, we're creating turnovers, we're wreaking havoc, and we're gonna we're gonna turn them over before they can beat us on the backside of of the defense. That is a an aggressive mindset, right? Completely. But drop coverage, you know, we're staying home on shooters, we're we're not over, you know, we're not rotating uh like crazy, we're not scrambling like we did for much of the season. If there's almost this subconscious like, I'm gonna take it easy. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get crazy. And then you get impatient and you, you know, you jump a passing lane like Ant has been known to do. Um, Jared Vanderbilt at times, Jane McDaniels at times, they all do it. Uh, I think, I wonder if it is that kind of, that subconsciousness that creeps in and kind of impacts the way that the Wolves actually defend when they're not in a high wall type coverage. So something to keep an eye on against Chicago on Sunday and then, you know, uh, closer to now, the Spurs tonight on Thursday. So um, speaking of the Spurs, I want to close the show by welcoming Chalanga Langison on the show to talk Wolves Spurs and talk about what we've got planned here in the coming days. So we're going to do that here next.
All right, as promised, Jalanga Langison from uh, the CND NBA podcast and also Zone Coverage. He's a Timberwolves writer over at Zone Coverage. He's going to join me. He's going to be joining me moving forward, following the games for a live postcast. I want to have him on the show here today to introduce him uh, to the audience and then also to talk Wolves Spurs. Uh, so without further ado, here is my conversation with Chilanga Langison. All right, as promised, I'm joined by Chilanga Langison of Zone Coverage and also the CND NBA show. As mentioned, Chilanga is going to be my guest on the postcast moving forward, which is the postgame live, uh, kind of a brief 10 to 12 minute show that we're going to be doing uh, immediately following all the upcoming Timberwolves games. So, of course, Thursday night against the Spurs, the regular season finale Sunday and also uh, the play-in, most likely next week, or maybe not, hopefully. Um, so appreciate you being on Locked on Wolves, and uh, welcome, Chilenga. Hey, thank you. I appreciate you having me. And here's hoping that we can keep on collaborating into well, like well into the playoffs, you know? Yes, that's the goal. Lots of postcasts, uh-huh. not just the play-in. We don't want it to stop here in, in like a week. We want this to go on into uh, at least one series of games. So yeah, um, so yeah. yeah so we're going to talk... Following each game, uh, we're going to talk, you know, obviously key takeaways, whatever our quick immediate reaction is. So today what I want to do, just to kind of introduce Chilenga and and get set up for Wolves Spurs on Thursday night, as always, I like to preview the show on the final segment of of a game day, or excuse me, preview the game. Um, And Wolves Spurs Thursday night, the last time the Timberwolves took on the Spurs, Carl Thitty Towns dropped 60. Um, He's had a couple of good games against them this year. The Wolves have won both matchups. Um, Is there anything, like one thing you're looking for or, or what you're, you know, hoping to see or expected to see out of Wolf Spurs on Thursday. Yeah, well, obviously, we can't expect 60 from Carl again. Uh, but uh, the Wolves have been in a bit of a slump. I mean, they they have been allowing uh, everything at the rim over the last 10 games. Since the last Spurs game, they're allowing 72% uh, That's crazy. Sco- uh, field goal percentage at the rim uh, to opponents, which is uh, not so hot, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> It's not good. Um, yeah. And the Spurs uh, recently, before recording this, found out that uh, Duarte Murray is going to miss the game on Thursday. Um, and so that's certainly going to help um, the Timberwolves. And uh, the other thing, so notably, well, yeah, I, mean, I talked about this actually a lot on Wednesday's show is, is the Wolves following the debacle on Tuesday against the Wizards. The complete failure to to guard at the rim and the Spurs. I mean, without Murray, obviously they're not going to be nearly as as uh, scary when it comes to getting the ball into the paint. They shoot um, a lot of a lot of two pointers. Um, if I believe they're like number one or two in the league in two point attempts per game, um, and so the paint defense is going to really matter against the Spurs. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, part of part of the paint defense, it starts at the point of attack. And I yeah. think what we saw against the Wizards was the the Wolves were just getting eviscerated at the point of attack, whether it was D'Angelo Russell or Malik Beasley. It they had a really hard time slowing down the pick and roll, which led to a lot of easy lob dunks, so you know, getting to an easy mid-range pull-up, things like that. So Patrick Beverly is questionable for tomorrow's game. If he's in, that's going to help the point of attack defense a lot. Uh but he if he's not good to go, uh, the Wolves got to figure out something so that the, you know, the pick and roll uh, attack isn't so easy for the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. And, and I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Obviously, that's that's where it all starts. And the Wolves tried. I mean, the last going way back early in the season, the Wolves held the Spurs to 90 points. That was a lot. Both teams were pretty different back in whenever that was November. The last time out, it was a complete track meet. Because remember, I mean, Town scored 60. but They still gave up 139 points to the Spurs. In a 40 minute game, it's that I mean, like this was it was insane that this was even a close game and and cat legit had to score 
he basically had to score 60 uh, for them to beat the Spurs. And Keldon Johnson's really who gave the Wolves a ton of trouble last time out. He made five threes in that game, but did a lot of damage in the paint as well. Um, And and Murray scored 30 and had 12 assists. Uh, Lonnie Walker had 22 off the bench. I mean, it was a complete track meet. So the Wolves and the Spurs are also another one of those teams that does a really good job of getting to the free throw line. Obviously, Murray's a big part of that, but that's a strength of theirs and obviously a weakness of the Wolves. So I'm going to be paying attention to that. And then also how the Spurs guard Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, they left Jakob Pertl on an island against him for long periods of time last game, and and we saw how that uh, we saw how that turned out for the Spurs. Yeah, that didn't didn't quite work out for them. Um, I will say, you know, one last note is that Jared Vanderbilt did miss the last game against the the Spurs. Um, so you know, just his defensive intensity and energy should help. Uh, and hopefully, we don't see another one thirty nine line posted by the Spurs. Um, and you know, let's hope that McDaniel's and Beverly are both in. Again, they're both questionable for tomorrow. Um, Beasley looks like he's going to be out. I, I saw on the injury report uh, today. Uh, so you know it. The Wolves are going to need to, that extra defensive punch uh, to to hold San Antonio back. Yeah, and the Wolves' offense overall has been pretty good of late. Still, I, I mean, uh, pretty good is an understatement. Since January, it's been one of the league's best two or three offenses. Yeah. But even even through this last what they've they're like uh, lost four to the last seven or whatever it is now. Um, but it, it was decent on Tuesday. The Spurs are an okay. They're kind of a middle of the pack defensive team, um, and, and so you know. The defense is obviously the biggest concern now and obviously building momentum. This is the last, you know, quote unquote, easy game. Of course, we thought Tuesday was easy, too. And, and the Spurs are now a play in team, too. So it's not like it's it's not an easy game. But compared to the Bulls on Sunday and then obviously the play in and hopefully the playoffs next week. Um, I, anything else you want to add about this matchup or the upcoming the weekend at all? The Bulls and going into next week? Well, I mean, I just watched the Bulls get stomped by the Celtics tonight. Um, they. Yeah. They don't look like they're they're quite in in you know that early season form where they look like they were one of the best teams in the East, and so it, it's a little less daunting of a, of a match uh, going into this Sunday than than maybe we an, we had anticipated. But still, I mean they've got a lot of top tier talent, so it's not a team that the Wolves can just sleepwalk into you know into the game and, and think they're gonna they're gonna win. So, right. um, but 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 definitely winnable. So so I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and obviously, as of sitting here right now, if I'm not wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but if the Wolves win their last two and the Nuggets lose their last two, the Wolves win the tiebreaker, and I believe sitting here right now, they'd still be the six seeds. That's still on the table. Yes, it is. And I, Denver faces Golden State and Houston to end mm-hmm. the season. Okay, so you know, I no faith in Houston's ability to to beat <laughs> Denver, but uh, you know, let's hope for a Golden State loss here. Yeah, it's certainly still unlikely. Um, I don't know what the actual odds are, but um, but it's you know far more likely than not. We're looking at Wolves Clippers, and we can talk about that next week. But um, yeah. all right, well, thanks, Chalinga. Uh, again, cool. we'll be live following very shortly following Wolves uh, Wolves Spurs on Thursday. We'll do the same after Wolves Bulls on Sunday, and uh, Chalinga will be back on the pod uh, pretty frequently. Hopefully next week, as we're again preparing for whatever next week holds in terms of the play into the playoffs. Uh, thanks for joining Chalinga, and we'll uh, we'll see you Thursday night. All right, sounds good. See you tomorrow. All right, thanks to Chalenga for being on the show. We're going to close today's show out and get ready for Wolf Spurs this evening. Of course, we'll be live following the game on YouTube. 
You can find it on our YouTube channel, Locked on Wolves. Uh, if you're not already following or subscribed on YouTube, please do. But I'll have Chilanga on. We'll talk Wolves Spurs immediate reaction. He'll be at the arena um, and I and, and we'll be able to provide some um, some thoughts on that from you know viewing it live. So we're going to talk about that immediately following the game this evening and then have him on after the Bulls game on Sunday as well. So that's all upcoming here on the show. Be sure you're tuning in tonight to that. Uh, thanks again for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every day. Lockdown Wolves is free and available everywhere. That includes YouTube, of course, Lockdown Wolves on YouTube, as well as Apple, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, anywhere you like to listen to podcasts, you can find this show. You can also follow on Twitter at Lockdown T Wolves and at B Beacon with two B's, two E's, C K E N. Again, Lockdown Wolves is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Remember, the Lockdown Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. While you're making us your first listen, which we do greatly appreciate, you can also make your second listen, Lockdown NBA. That's the Lockdown Experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Locked on Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time.